So in an alternate dimension, we talked about everything, everywhere, all at once. That sounds like an interesting dimension to visit. But in this dimension, we're talking about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Well, that seems plausible. Yes, it seems very plausible for us that we would speak about a Marvel property. Isn't that weird? Oh, man. Somewhere there's a reality where we are just not just talking about all the movies we've seen recently. But <laughs> but in this reality, not in this one. <laughs> that's today what is getting. not that day. If you were tired of us talking about multiverses, too bad. Too bad. That's because all anyone makes anymore. So that's what we're talking about. Yep. Yeah. So you have been asking me for weeks mm-hmm. if I've seen Doctor Strange. I finally have, mm. and I loved it. Okay. That's yeah. not what I was expecting after our conversation last week. Hmm. No, because I kind of bagged on it, and yeah. it definitely has its flaws. Uh-huh. It is, I'm pretty sure, my very favorite of the Phase 4 Marvel movies. So you liked it better than Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man? I didn't really like the new Spider-Man, okay. so that was an easy bar to clear. Better than Shang-Chi? Better than Shang-Chi, mm-hmm. which was two-thirds of a really good movie and then a very boring ending. Okay. I liked it better than Eternals, which is arguably the worst movie I've ever seen. Wait. <laughs> really? I keep trying to think of a movie I hated more than okay, Eternals. that's different. That's different than Ugh. worst you've ever seen. Well, is it different? Yeah. If a movie's goal is to make you happy that you've watched it, I We watched Troll 2. It. I showed it to my wife last week, <laughs> and I loved it, but it is among the worst movies I've ever seen. Okay. I suppose, I don't even know which category I would put it in Mm -hmm. because I genuinely hated the experience of watching that movie, but also it is a genuinely poorly made movie. Okay. And I will die on this hill. I don't imagine there's too many people people who are fighting (laughs) to get me off of this hill. Mm -hmm. It was just, you know, some really wonderful stuff in it. Mm-hmm. That just never ended up working. I mean, this isn't an episode where we bag on Eternals. I haven't seen it, by the way. Oh my gosh. Don't plan to. Yeah. So don't waste your time. Mm. It's not good. It's very not good. But I really did like Doctor Strange. There are things, such as we discussed last time, I wish that it had used its multiverse more interestingly. Mm-hmm. There are bits that I thought were really cool, multiverse wise, but in general, I think I just was in the mood for a Raimi movie, and this kind of over-the-top horror stuff is exactly what I wanted. They let Sam Raimi be Sam Raimi enough Mm -hmm. to make a Sam Raimi Marvel movie, Yeah, which I appreciated. I do like Sam Raimi. I've been thinking about trying to get my wife to watch Armies of Darkness, because I think that'll be an easier (laughs) sell than Evil Dead 2. Absolutely. And I was looking forward to it, and the Raimi stuff I got, I loved. I have mm-hmm. one enormous complaint about the movie. Can I tell you my children's the most enormous complaint about the movie? My children's my the chil- most? My children's most enormous complaint. Okay. okay? Yes. So because I am either a bad father or the best father, Uh huh. as they were getting into the sequence where they're all defending magical mountain city mm-hmm. and because they know Scarlet Witch is coming. By the way, spoilers. Yes, for this spoilers movie. for the whole movie. And for any other Phase 4 Marvel property. for everything. Mm -hmm. I know you've never heard from anyone else that Eternals was terrible. Sorry to leak that to you. No, I remembered from the trailer that there was a particular shot 
that had a particular character in it. Mm-hmm. And so as we were getting up to that, I told my kids, hey, do you guys know Wolverine is in this movie? And they're like, what? And they just started losing their minds. And then it finally pan, and I'm like, yes, Wolverine's in this movie. And then the camera pans over. There's a guy who's that big, like, bull guy with horns. And I said, look, it's a huge yak man. And they did not think that was as funny of a joke as I thought it was. Is that a joke? Hugh Jackman? Oh, huge yak man. Oh, hey. There's a huge yak man. Okay. Who was okay. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, okay. I get it. I y- You got it much faster than my kids did. Okay. And when huge they Jackman. got it, they yeah. told me that I need to stop making jokes and possibly even just stop watching movies. Have you heard my theory on dad jokes? I think so, but tell us. Why dad jokes exist is because when your children are very young, the joke needs to be so obvious for them to get. This is the mm-hmm. part that people miss, that kids yeah. miss, is that children's senses of humor are terrible. They have really, really underdeveloped, because they're children, <laughs> mm-hmm. senses of humor. And so as a parent, you learn to really signpost a joke, to nod when you're making it, and to make it really over the top so that they get the joke. Yeah. And then as they age... You just keep doing that because it becomes funny that they used to not have a sense of humor. Yeah. Well, and, and they start to hate it. Yes. Which is the essential component of all puns. Yes. So I don't think yeah. it's the essential component of all puns. There are great puns that are, that are, <laughs> you, that one is pretty good. Oh, right. Well, That's top tier level pun right there. <laughs> and you sold it really well also. So I applaud you. Top tier. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yes. yes. So right. that's the part that's that my complaint. kids hated the most. What was your big complaint about the movie? My big complaint is not universal to me. In fact, I would expect it is the biggest complaint that many people have about Multiverse of Venice, and okay. that is that Sam Raimi was either not allowed to or because it wasn't finished or didn't or was instructed not to pay any attention to the show WandaVision, which I love. And yes. WandaVision is maybe my favorite piece of Marvel media that doesn't have Avengers in the title, right? (laughs) It's incredible, and I love it. And this movie takes a very big, stinky dump on WandaVision. (laughs) And it makes it so I can no longer... I was going to go watch WandaVision again. I just can't. Really? Right, yeah. Well, because WandaVision is about a nuanced look at mental health mm-hmm. and Wanda having an arc where she realizes she's been hurting people and vows not to do it anymore. And then snap your fingers in this. She's just killing people. She's like, oh, she's, yeah, she's okay. Look at me murdering again. Look at, oh, there's a, there's a wounded person there. Well, I guess so, I just have to. It's not about getting your kids back. Mm-hmm. She is actively mustache twirling in extreme, egregious, terrible ways. See, first of all, you're right. Mm -hmm. But also, I have a slightly different read on that. Uh I don't think that he is pooping all over WandaVision. I think that there's just a big, huge missing piece that could bridge the two. And for me, that is the Darkhold. If we saw more, if we actually, you know, had some piece of media somewhere that shows Mm -hmm. her being corrupted by the Darkhold to the point that she has lost her grip on reality, she has lost her moral compass, and she has become fully corrupted and evil because of that outside force, this works and WandaVision works. Still doesn't work for me. 
Okay. And I'll tell you why. And when I say this, I don't blame Sam Raimi. I think that WandaVision probably wasn't finished. And I don't think they knew how popular and touching it would be. Mm -hmm. I also think the Marvel phase four is having the problem of ignoring its TV shows that I felt like they promised us they weren't going to do. But in every case, they make it so you don't have to have watched the show when the movie comes out. Yeah. And so this is a problem, I feel, with phase four. WandaVision cannot exist. Vision doesn't show up. They reference everything you needed to know in WandaVision, that she's had hallucinations. Yes, the kids show up, but she's a completely different character. I don't think the Darkhold saves it any more than, like, I'm not going to watch the prequel Star Wars movies and really empathize with Darth Vader because he murders children and blows up planets. I don't care that you had a tragic backstory. <laughs> mm-hmm. You murder children and blow up planets. Doesn't mean I can't enjoy a movie like that or a show like that. For me, I want it framed from a different perspective. I enjoy Obi-Wan's journey quite a bit mm-hmm. in the prequels for what it is. I'm never going to enjoy Anakin Skywalker's journey. This is a mass murderer. And Wanda is now someone who is willing to kill innocents without even thinking about it. I don't care if some mystical thing, unless it's no longer her soul in there, Mm. which they kind of tried to hint at, but didn't do a good enough job for me, unless the Wanda I love and have watched for movies and movies has been cast out and there's another being making these choices, then Wanda is now just a terrible, terrible person. She is Thanos-level evil. In fact, Thanos is less evil than Wanda. Right. <laughs> Thanos's whole thing is I'm not going to kill you because it's not balanced. I've got this thing that I'm following. Wanda, she's like, oh, wounded dude on the floor. Snap, you're dead. You over there, you're dead. I'll kill you all. I don't care. I have no emotions. Like Wanda was terrible in this movie compared to her old. It yeah. was, she was filmed well for the context of her movie. Sam Raimi is a good filmmaker. The people who put their passion to this are good filmmakers. Elizabeth Olsen is a great actor. This and was, they did a very good job of making her creepy and scary. Yes, she was creepy, Loved it. scary, terrible, and a good match to Sam Raimi's artistic vision. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is the character that I've been following for movies and movies and movies, and it didn't feel like, she's finally snapped. It felt like, heel turn time, no real reason <laughs> for it. She's got an evil book. That's good enough, right? And yeah. now her entire personality is abandoned. And I'm definitely not going to argue that they Mm -hmm. did any of that well. Mm. Like I said, even justifying it would take an extra piece to bridge the two. Yes. For me, it works. For you, it doesn't work. That's fine. I loved the Doctor Strange meets Evil Dead stuff. Mm -hmm. was just the light. It was so great. And I'm enough of a horror guy Mm -hmm. that when he possesses his own dead corpse and then kind of bends a bunch of ghosts to his will mm-hmm. and turns into scary undead Doctor Strange to go fight the witch. That's all I've ever wanted from anything, right? Like that I mean, was so perfectly That sequence was amazing. Wonderful. And it also it did the Brandon thing where it, it built up to a nice moment of revelation where he says, doesn't say that me has to be alive or yeah. whatever. It was perfectly like a setup in advance and they established all the things and then we got to see him do it. Honestly, it was that sequence alone justifies the rest of the movie for me. That sequence and was great. I loved it. It was visually fantastic. It 
foreshadowed and paid off. There were some magic system rules at play here that we understood. Mm -hmm. There were some we didn't. I don't understand why, you know, suddenly the spirits of the dead are trying to claim him and why Christine has to fight them off other than Christine needs to do something in this scene. I'll have her fight the ghosts that are trying to do something. Who's Christine? Or is it oh, Christine? Rachel McAdams. I yes. genuinely don't know what that character's name is. And so I feel like that was a bit of a weakness. I feel like I am maybe ragging too much on this for Doctor Strange 1 is my favorite of the solo Marvel movies from the okay. early phases. I'm alone in that, I think, <laughs> that it's my favorite, but I happen to really love the visual aesthetic. That's not a surprise. It's very much Yeah, it this makes sort sense that the fantasy guy would love the fantasy. Movie. I love Doctor Strange's character. I like that yeah. there's a wizard. I love the jokes about there being a wizard. I think Benedict Cumberbatch plays him really well. And I guess I'm alone in this. I thought he and she had great chemistry in the first movie. No, I like her a lot. Mm -hmm. I actually like Rachel McAdams in so. everything she's done, but I don't remember her character because the first movie didn't really give her a lot to do. Yeah. This movie used Wong better as well because I love him. Wong well. He's been great in all the movies and he got much more of a showcase this time. I liked America, whatever America. her name was. America Chavez? Yeah. Yes. Though my secondary gripe about the film has to do with her, not okay. her specifically, but I don't think they earned the moment where Doctor Strange says to her at the end, I'm not going to take your powers. Go do your thing, kid. Mm -hmm. This I blame on the fact that they needed some more time and they couldn't have it because it was already too long. They're doing all these things, but it's with this whole, you know, multiverse of madness. Like you can't show all these things because they didn't have time for the character arcs they were setting up. I don't understand what made Doctor Strange change his mind. I feel like when a when you present us with a character who makes a bad decision, mm -hmm. and then that same character makes the opposite decision later on, I don't understand what about his journey made him make the opposite decision this time. Okay, here's what I think happened. Uh -huh. First of all, I will agree that they have not established her powers well. She has incredibly nebulous, indefinable powers that basically just say, do whatever the screenwriter needs to happen yes. right now. But the thing that justifies his decision, in my mind, is that they've kind of come to this discovery that, you know, you don't jump randomly. Your portals will open to whatever world you need at the moment. And she is able to do that consciously in a way that shows Scarlet Witch the right thing she needs to see at the right time to convince her to stop and kind of talk her down, at which point Doctor Strange says, oh, you can control your own powers. I don't need to take them from you. All right. So if she couldn't control her powers, was killing her and taking her powers the right choice? I won't say it's the right choice, but I would say that's clearly what Doctor Strange might have considered the right choice. See, I don't think that's what the movie was saying to us. Really? No, I think the movie was saying to us, the movie presented Doctor Strange killing America and taking her powers in the beginning as an act of selfishness on his part and a bad decision. See, I don't think it was. The movie, I think, frames it that way. It's meant as a horror thing. When she's like, you're going to do what? It's like, I'm going to take your powers. I think it's framing it like if Gandalf took the ring. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Like, Doctor Strange taking those powers will destroy him and the multiverse. He can't handle those powers. Okay. Nobody can handle those powers 
And so everyone who wants them is suspect and he is suspect for say he's justifying Mm -hmm. I should have these powers. And that's why the narrative kills him and presents him as the bad decision. Okay. And all the way through the other Doctor Strange, the question is, are you going to believe in me or are you going to get greedy and take the one ring for yourself? That's his arc. Okay. I think that's what the movie is implicitly saying. And at the end, it is wrong for him to try to kill her and take her powers. It's partially this whole idea that we protect the weak and the innocent. We're superheroes. Mm -hmm. We don't say to the weak and the innocent, the bad guys can't win if you're dead. <laughs> so I'm so just I'm going kill to kill you. you. First. So in your mind, then mm-hmm. it is not about her proving that she can handle the powers. It is about him changing fundamentally yes. to be a better person. Yes. So that is what is going to bring us into the multiverse problem, mm-hmm. which is: Can you have a meaningful character arc across two completely separate iterations of a person? Because we yes. don't know in, yeah. what the backstory is of the guy who made the bad choice in the beginning. He might have just been a fundamentally different, more flawed, more selfish person. And so our version of Doctor Strange didn't actually have to change in order to make a better decision because he was already better. They presented it as a temptation to him in this film. They're saying through film language that this Doctor Strange has the same inclinations as bad Doctor Strange, that he actually mm-hmm. might be bad Doctor Strange. Also, Oh, they were absolutely doing that. Yes. What I'm saying is that's a very false connection to make. It's not, though, <laughs> because we see a Doctor Strange who made a bad decision. Mm-hmm. And the question we have is, will our Doctor Strange make the same bad decision? Is he that bad person or is he a better person? Which will he decide to be? He has that agency. Mm-hmm. He can choose to take her powers for himself and become a super extra powerful awesome. Or he can believe in her and help her to control her powers. Now, I'm not saying this is, you know, this is the best way to do this story. Yeah. But this is what they're doing. And that's what it implies to me needs to happen. And I think yeah. you totally can. Though the multiverse problem is real. Mm-hmm. The multiverse problem is this idea. We have it in the Loki television show that once nothing has stakes because there are infinite copies, either the stakes have to become comically large to the point that once again, the stakes are going to yeah, have meaning. We've got the desk drawer yeah. full of infinity stones. Yes. And nobody cares. Or you've got planet things where like entire realities ended. Well, entire realities begin every time I decide to have a sandwich instead of soup for dinner. Mm-hmm. So what does it matter if an entire reality ended? Yeah. And I will say, and I want to talk about that, mm-hmm. but before we totally leave this character arc thing, you're absolutely right, and I do agree 100% that Doctor Strange didn't really change over the course of this movie. Mm-hmm. We do see him make one decision in the beginning and a different decision at the end. That change and the growth is on the part of America, not on the part of him. He doesn't actually have that kind of inner conflict that see, we expect from a and protagonist. And that's the problem because most of the movie is framed from his viewpoint. Absolutely. And he is the one getting the screen time and given the chances to change and make decisions. Mm -hmm. America does well with the time she has, but she is a prop in this movie. She's a MacGuffin. And there's not a chance really for her to make a lot of decisions. And so him not having a character arc Mm -hmm. in his movie where he gets the bulk of the screen time, but yet makes a decision that implies to us when he looks at us, he's saying, I've learned my lesson. I'm like, what lesson did you learn and why? Yeah. 
This is, you're absolutely right. That is a flaw in it. But getting back to the multiverse problem. Yes. That is one of the things that I loved about everything, everywhere, all at once. Right. Is that it solved that problem by basically personalizing it. Rather than going yeah. big, it went as small, small as possible. Like, yes, there's a thousand billion infinite realities, but you are my daughter in this one, and this is where I want to be with you because I love you. Yeah. And that it's a great makes answer. it work. It's a great answer. And all of this other stuff really kind of, I do find myself, this is one of the reasons that the What If cartoon did not work for me, is because... It's just throwing too much out and so little of it has any real stakes because, I mean, the whole premise of the show is this is real, but not really real. Yeah. We don't care. We're just going to observe for a while. Mm -hmm. And I can't invest in that. I mean, I wrote a multiverse focused science fiction series and I learned from that. Never do it again (laughs) because keeping stakes is super hard and solving problems is super easy. I don't blame the movie for this. This isn't a plot hole. A lot of people bring it up with Doctor Strange. You just can't cover all corner cases. Mm-hmm. But they say, there's got to be a reality where Wanda's died and her children need a mom. Bring her there. And so they did have to put in the, I need to have this power so it can always save my kids no matter what happens. But, you know, I don't think this is a flaw, but it's a flaw in the type of narrative they've chosen. It's a weakness, I should say, of the type of narrative they've chosen. If anyone can be replaced by another version of themselves that is identical with the only difference being that they like mayo on their hamburgers instead of ketchup, then no death means anything. Granted, Mm -hmm. no death means anything in fiction anyway, except what we invest (laughs) into it. So it's not an unsurmountable problem or an insurmountable problem, but it is this issue that is part of the multiverse genre. Yeah. This is why, you know, in both the movies we're talking about, there's somebody who exists who is not in all dimensions, right? The daughter in everything, everywhere, all at once exists in all dimensions. She's one being instead Mm -hmm. of an infinite number of beings. And America only exists so that they can have some of these stakes. So that they can exert those. Mm -hmm. I did think it was interesting that the core villain motivation in Multiverse of Madness was essentially identical to Into the Mm Spider-Verse. I have lost my family, so I'm going to break the walls between worlds and I'm going to get a different version of my family. And that, I don't want to call it lazy writing, but when you have the entire multiverse at your fingertips and that's all you can think of, I know. Like, we're just going to do the that's same the thing that Spider-Verse thing. did. Well, I so, guess, yeah. yeah. It might be from the comics. And maybe. so they're using the comics maybe as a guide. I don't know. It works so well into the Spider-Verse that it's hard to fault them. Because Oh, yeah. I'm not saying that is a bad premise. I'm yeah. saying we've gotten two major multiverse movies, and they both have the same premise. Yes. That's where you're like, come on, guys. You've mm. got more you can do here. Let me ask you this. What did you think of the rapid-fire succession murdering of MCU alternate versions? Of the Illuminati? Of the Illuminati by Sam Raimi saying, all right, go wild, kid. Here you go. (laughs) Here's a bunch of superheroes. How do you want to kill them? What do you think of that? Uh, I I was excited for that sequence Mm because I knew that it was there. And then I thought it was kind of boring. 
And again, I think part of it is that there were no no stakes. There were no stakes and there was no investment. Like you can kill this version of Agent Carter. Mm-hmm. You can kill this version of Professor X, but we'll still see a different version of Professor X at some point, right? Like the only thing that we have to lose as an audience is maybe the new version of Professor X won't be Patrick Stewart. Yeah, maybe that's... the new Mister Fantastic won't be what's his bucket from The Office. I liked him in that role. That's great, but we don't know what they're going to do. There's nothing for me to hold on to. There's nothing for me to miss when it's gone, and so it was just death. Yeah, it was Sam Raimi being creative with his deaths, visually creative. Well, and I didn't even think it was that visually creative when I Black that, Bolt died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. I laughed out loud yeah. and giggled with horrific glee at the way that he killed Black Bolt. What and about Mister Fantastic? Else? His head popping wasn't good for you, horror man. No, the kind of Sam Raimi esque visual POV on Agent Carter as she gets chopped in half, which is very Sam Raimi. Except it's it very Sam Raimi. It would have been a lower scene if it were in Evil Dead. Well, that's the, it's yeah. the same way that he killed Goblin in the first it Spider-Man is. movie, it is. and it was the same shot. It was, and the same so shot. it wasn't. Oh, cool! Sam Raimi's going to do something neat. It was. Oh, that one again. Okay. I will say that of this scene, again, we're piling on. I liked this movie. It was a six out of 10 for me, which, you know, it's fine. I'm glad I watched it. It had a 10 out of 10 moment. I like it when movies have those. I would definitely put it at least at a seven. Okay. Despite all my talking crap about it. And maybe that's just because the phase four movies haven't been as good across the board. Uh, But it is, as I said, it's my favorite one. I am delighted to have seen the things that I have seen. There might be an 8 out of 10 on the chopping room floor, depending on how much I can get over my issue with it ruining WandaVision for me. Mm -hmm. But I viscerally disliked Professor X. Really? I loved seeing him. That is interesting. I loved seeing him. But once again, I loved Wanda. Mm -hmm. You want to have me hate Wanda? And like to the point that I don't ever want to see another movie with her in it. Really? Have her snap Patrick Stewart's neck when he's trying aggressively to help her in what is probably Patrick Stewart's last chance to be Professor X. The last and the mm-hmm. first time he gets to be in the MCU, he comes on screen and you have Wanda just flippantly snap his neck while he is trying to help her. And that just makes me say, I, I don't want another movie with Wanda in it. I'm going to see her on screen. I'm going to think of that moment and be like, I don't want you to be a hero. I don't want to watch you. Maybe you'll have a redemption arc. Good. Have it off screen. Don't ever come into my movies and make me deal with the fact that this is the person that you were because I am once bitten, twice shy. That is so interesting to me Mm -hmm. that you have a reaction this strong. Yeah. And I'm trying to think back. I don't think it ever occurred to me. Mm Mm-hmm to think of her as Wanda. Mm -hmm. She was so different that in my head it was just, oh, this is a different person. This is not Wanda. This is Scarlet Witch. She's corrupted. She's evil. That's such a cop-out, though. It's a cop-out in in Star Wars that it's like, oh, it's not Anakin anymore. It's it's a cop-out. You don't have any... So the character I have emotional investment in no longer can make decisions. She's not on the screen anymore. Why did I follow her for all these movies? 
I'm watching somebody else now. Okay. Then you're just yeah. going to bring the other person back and I'm going to pretend <laughs> that this stuff didn't happen. Oh, I'm not saying it's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying I think that is why it doesn't bother me as much in this. Movie. I mean, it's a trope in sci-fi fantasy, but mm -hmm. it always has bothered me. Yeah. In fact, in the Wheel of Time books, there's a way to turn someone to the evil side. Yeah. And I went out of my way. I think I was accurate to what the notes is living, but I went even further. I went out of my way to say, these are no longer the same people. When this happens, you don't magically become a person with no morals. Yeah, that's that true. ruins my concept of how human volition and autonomy works. <laughs> you have been killed and a demon's been given your body. Okay. So either Wanda's been killed and a demon's been given her body, which they did not really set up because... No, there's no evidence of that at all. There's no evidence of that at all. And indeed, at the end, we're supposed to empathize with her, wanting to get her children back and her realizing, oh, I've been a horrible monster. Mm -hmm. That's our Wanda that they're trying to let slip out. I'm like, well, where was our Wanda when she was killing innocents, right? That's mm -hmm. obviously I really liked WandaVision, and I yeah. think that it ruins a show that I really liked. Well, and that moment is the thing that most makes me agree with you, mm -hmm. because if she is capable yes. of remorse and capable of change, then that does kind of scuttle my entire, well, she was she's capable of, of change. All along. Whole, yeah. She could have decided any one of those people not to kill them. In fact, she's so powerful and so incredible that she didn't have to murder those people to get what she wanted. It was the most convenient way. Yeah. And she doesn't have any morals anymore. What I actually thought was going to happen in that scene is that Scarlet Witch was going to die, and then that Wanda from that world with right. her kids was going to come over, which is still, I think a big cop-out narratively, right? Because right. we have decided that rather than deal with this problem, we are just going to get a different right. version of Wanda that doesn't have this problem. They've done that several times in the MCU already. <laughs> I would have accepted it if that Wanda had been the Wanda. If they would have found mm -hmm. the Wanda from WandaVision, who was repentant and gone through this. Oh, like, if there was evidence that the evil Wanda they've been fighting the whole time was actually a different Wanda? No, no, the evil Wanda's from our world. WandaVision just didn't happen in our world. Oh, Like, if you want to cool. have your cake and eat it too, if you make WandaVision, you're like, wow, this turned out really well. Everyone loves this. But Sam Raimi's already making his movie, and we told him she has to be Snidely Whiplash. What do we do? This is what happens when Wanda learns her lesson, and in our world... Then yeah. she kept everyone in that thing and they became her slaves and she didn't make the decision. She mm -hmm. didn't listen to New Vision and to, you know, Monica Rambo's daughters. Monica Rambo Monica Rambo is the is, the, is daughter. the daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't listen to her and instead became a supervillain. Mm -hmm. I would love that. I've been like, yeah, yeah that's showing that, what that I want to see. Would have been a cool thing, you know, mm -hmm. and then have Loki step in or yeah. Owen Wilson or something and say, hey, we've got a way better version of Wanda over here in our this no, other no, universe. You, you, you have them find her. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's your climax is good Wanda who's learned her lesson. But mm -hmm. you can't do that unless people have watched the television show and they don't want you to actually have to have watched the television show, even though they say that you need to have watched the television show. Yeah. So. I don't know. I think they try to have it both ways on the yes. television show in this one because mm -hmm. the children, the two yeah. boys get zero useful introduction if yes. you're not familiar with the show. That's true. 
And they are the same age they are on the show, which is what makes you think these were being filmed simultaneously. They mm-hmm. just got the kids and said, film your scenes for Multiverse of Madness yeah. at the same time while we're filming WandaVision. And, you know, and since we're speculating wildly, mm-hmm. you know, you keep saying that maybe they didn't know how good WandaVision was going to be yeah. or how beloved it would be. I actually wonder if the original version of WandaVision ended with her being much more villainous. Yeah. And then at some point they said, oh, wait, this is working so well. Please let me redeem her in the end. Mm-hmm. This is going to make the show so much stronger. If I don't do it, people are going to be disappointed. And then they allowed it to happen, and that kind of broke the continuity. Yep. I don't know. So, anyway, Kevin Feige, <laughs> find a way to let make it so that the WandaVision Wanda's from a different universe so that I can still love WandaVision. And the 616 Wanda never made those decisions and didn't become the better person yeah. that the one in the show did. Also, the 616 thing, that's the comics. I know that you... This is a different, clearly different continuity than the comics. Why didn't they just give it a different number? So Kevin Feige actually answered this. Okay, what did he say? He said, the comics have so many multiverse-threatening and influencing events that the comics universe can't be part of the MCU. It's demonstrably not part of the MCU. And so by naming this one deliberately 616, it's saying, look, these are not just different multiverses in the thing. They can't exist in even the same multiverse framework. He did it deliberately. Okay. It would be super cool if they could say the comics universe is this other one, but... If you read the comics, there's just no way that they could mesh, okay. is what he's saying. Well, so I think that there's no way they could mesh regardless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think a lot of people would have preferred it to not be 616 because, you know. Yeah, how cool would it be? Because mm-hmm. like everything, everywhere, all at once, they went into the rock universe and the yes. pinata universe and an illustrated universe. Yep. What if they had, you know, at some point been just illustrations? Mm-hmm. That would have been so cool. It would have been pretty cool. Oh, well. Not as cool as you, Ben. (laughs) 